We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome in. Brian Mazeroski here with you for the next hour or so. Hanging out on WBEN. Hope everyone's having a nice Friday. It looks pretty nice outside right now. Gotta say. Uh, getting ready for the weekend. Um, yeah, you know, crazy day today. Rick Jenneret's last call later on tonight. Getting it in front. Lindros getting it in front. A backhand in front. The Hushik with a miraculous save on Quats. Do you believe? Oh, brother, we are not worthy. It's going to be something. Um, I don't know. I mean, you never had the Sabres without... Rick Jenneret. If you have a favorite call of his, you want to remember Rick Jenneret, the day of his last call, you can always do that. Weigh in on that or anything we're talking about today, 803-0930, to give me a call or send a text on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park tax board. I was talking about it with a friend earlier this week. It's, I, you know, I think outside, if you're not from Buffalo, you'd say, oh, what's the big deal, right? Um, you know, it's it's an announcer for a team, but... I mean, there has just not been a Sabres without Rick Jenneret. I, the, I mean, literally everything, right? You have the players come and go. The coaches change. The owners have changed. The colors of the team has changed. The logos changed. The buildings have changed. And through it all, Jenneret's been there. Uh, I mean, every step of the way, every era of the team, and it's really hard to imagine having the Sabres without him. But tonight's the last one. Going to be uh, really sad to hear that happening. Uh, If you want to remember RJ throughout the show, 803-0930, that is the place to do it. I want to, you know, talk also today about uh, what's, I I don't know, is it a new trend? Is, Is there a better way to do the public market in Western New York. Because it seems like the idea is gaining steam when I don't even know really if uh, it's settled, if it is an idea that can uh, really happen in Western New York. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a couple stories in the news today and uh, throughout the past week. One of it was uh, when the governor came to, and we talked about this earlier, the governor came over to Buffalo earlier this week, and she talked about some of the money in the state budget that was going to Buffalo and Western New York, and one of those items was about $37 million for the Broadway market. $37 million to reinvigorate 
the Broadway market. What's that going to go to? A lot of it is going to go to, well, just infrastructure repair, fixing a leaking roof, getting elevators and loading docks working for all the merchants inside. But it's also going to go to the outside facade to well, dress it up a little bit. Uh, and so the Broadway market, what would be able to make that a success? You know, what in other cities where you see these public markets, what makes a success? And then in the same time this week, the owner of Queen City Vintage, one of these many vintage shops we have around here in western New York, said he's relaunching the Super Flea. Now it's not the same thing, obviously. There's a big Walmart where the Super Flea used to be. But we all remember it was our favorite place to go on weekends, the Super Flea. You wake up early, and uh, like I said before, anything from a hubcap to a bong, a leather jacket, and a machete, and you can walk out under uh, $30. You can find it at the Super Flea. There's also some other cool uh, things in there as well. But he's bringing back the Super Flea in a little bit of a different way. It's uh, it, The name is coming back, but it's on the Outer Harbor. And he wants a whole collection of vendors, of everything. You know, he's a vintage seller. It won't just be that. It'll be craftsmen, uh, people who make different things. Uh, 500,000 square feet on the Outer Harbor for many days this summer. They're trying to bring back that old taste of the super flea. What does something like that need to have to be successful? 803-0930. But first up, we'll go to Drew. Drew is in Lackawanna. Drew, you have a favorite RJ, Rick Jenneret memory? Absolutely. I've been trying my, my heart out to find it for probably a good 10 years now, and it's just almost, it's pretty much impossible. If you could find it, let me know. It's uh when when uh, Mario Lemieux had the penalty shot, it was probably it was probably just a regulation game, um, but the way Rick called it was just like so memorable. Hashik absolutely robbed him, um, and when he came down, so basically you know how on the penalty shots the the player starts like twenty feet away from the puck and starts gunning it, um, and Jenneret just goes here comes Mario and um, you know goes play by play or play by play with what he's doing. And then when Hashik robs him, Rick just goes absolutely nuts. The the fans went ballistic, and it was just incredible. And I, I really wish I could find it, but it's, it's impossible. I'll try and uh, I'll see what I can do, Drew, because I'd like to hear that too. I mean, those are two of the greatest hockey players ever. And you have the greatest person ever on the call who knows how to put a sense to the moment, right? Hey, Drew, thanks for the call. I mean, that was that was a big part of Generet. You know, he's not just getting excited for excited, uh, you know, sake. I mean, those are that's a moment right there. Even if it's just a game in the middle of January, right? It is. It's Mario Lemieux, for my money, the best player ever. Dominic Hasek, for my money, the best goalie ever. One on one, what's going to happen? I mean, that's pretty cool. Thanks for the memory, Rick. Uh, on the Super Flea and, you know, markets, I why I bring the Broadway market and the Super Flea up, um, you know, in the same thing, even though they might seem like different concepts, I mean, at its core, you know, what it's trying to be is, you know, a collection of local vendors getting together, making one area successful. I mean, that's... What the Broadway market is trying to be, it's a collection of vendors inside, 
and you're trying to make the market as a whole successful. The Super Flea is going to be, uh, you know, I mean, it seems like they're going to have a lot of uh, different vendors. I mean, it is a, uh, it's a massive space along the Outer Harbor that they're looking for. And it's going to run, uh, what's, let's see, three uh, days in June, uh, four in July, three days in August, a couple in September. All right on the water. And, I mean, it is just booth, 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 <laughs> booth, where they've got, I mean, how many here? There's over 350 uh, vendors who would be part of this super fleet. So that's, uh, you're trying to get a collection of people to make one thing successful and make a good, you know, in the end of the day, they're both kind of like a, a, a public market of sorts. You know, one is actually is public and the other is not so much, more of a business. In uh, our text board this morning, 8030930, someone said, please no super flea, it was trashy. I guess that depends on your point of view, right? Where, and it is very different. Because when we talk about the Broadway market, the idea there is, I mean, there is no difference of opinion. The idea there is, listen, this needs to be lifted up. If it's going to succeed, it needs to look nicer. That's part of this plan to redevelop the outside using almost $40 million in state money. It's this plan to redevelop the outside to uh, you know, fix what's wrong with it. I think other people might say you could just demolish the entire building and put up something new, and maybe you'd save a little bit on that uh, in the long run by making something that's actually more viable. Isn't I mean, the Broadway market is built like a bunker. But the talk around the Broadway market, how do you make something like that successful? You have to dress it up. You have to make it a place that people would want to go to, nicer. I mean, we're... When you think about a place where you're going to be buying food, especially, dirty doesn't come to mind in, in what you'd want, right? I, I want a nice, clean environment, new, great lighting, you know, and everything like that. However, in the Super Flea, I feel like it was the other way around, right? The super flea, I think for some people, the dirtier the better. You know, the grimier the better. The more hectic the stall, maybe the, uh, the more likely you were to be drawn to it in order to find a deal on something that might be a little rustic. Right? There, it's two different things that you're talking about here. One needs to be much more nice. It's too dingy. The other couldn't be dingy enough when it comes to the Super Flea. So for the person who texted in that, you know, no, Super Flea was a, a little bit of a trash market, you know, I highly doubt that it was up to fire code, and I think at the end that was part of what drew it in. But that was part of the charm of it. I mean, it didn't last that long. It did go downhill, I think. Uh, there were not, the last couple of years, not as many people taking part. But there was a charm in the Super Flea. Do you think a new one will have the same charm, or will it be a, a Super Flea in name only? I mean, it's a temporary setup. 
I think all the vendors who are going, I highly doubt you're going to have boxes full of old speaker components and hubcaps and car shift knobs or, you know, whatever you'd find at the old flea market. I think it might be a little more dressed up. But what would make that a success for you? What do you shop at all in whether it's the old Super Flea or some of these other places, uh, vintage markets we have now, a lot of uh, new young entrepreneurs in Buffalo making their own vintage clothing shops. You know, they do the dirty work of combing through the Salvation Army uh, racks for you and, uh, you know, mark it up a little bit, but bring you uh, vintage clothes that you might be looking for. Uh, there's a lot of places like this. I'm thinking there's one right in North Tonawanda in the old church that I've been to a few times. It's uh, one space, brings a lot of vendors all in one area. And you can find some cool stuff. You know, somebody selling brand new, great art and photography next to someone selling old stuff that's 100 years old. These old postcards. Next to somebody who wants to sell candy. Next to somebody who wants to sell candles. I mean, there is a little bit of a charm to that. Do you like that area? And what makes that successful? Does Buffalo need a, a public market like the Broadway market? And a super flea? You can let me know, 803-0930. On our text board this morning, uh, someone saying, The super flea was incredible. Mobbed with people every weekend. The filth was part of the ambiance. I'm with you. Um, well, as somebody else is chiming in, Super Flea's back corners had the charm of a Saw movie. <laughs> and I said, it's all in the eye of the beholder, right? Whether you really like that and you think that's part of the charm or ugh, you just would never step foot in there because it's too dingy for you. Someone else uh, chiming in, don't forget about all the leathers in the leather shop and the swords, too. I'll, I'll never forget Box full of machete in the dollar store. I mean, what other place could you find that other than the uh, super flea? Someone else saying the Mesa flea market is identical to what it was before the old uh, pictures and references. I, I'm not 100% uh, sure on that. You'd have to school me on uh, the Mesa. Or maybe that's supposed to say mega flea market. I mean, that would make more sense, right, than the Mesa flea market typo there on the text board. And someone else, I'm 40 years old. I prefer the dirty, unkempt way the super flea was. There's something to that, right? Where if it's a little disheveled, and this is, I mean, this is the key difference between, right, the Broadway market and a flea market or something like that. If it's very disheveled, you're going into a, a flea market, uh, an antique store. I think you walk in there and there's more of a feeling that there's something there to be discovered. You don't want to walk into a grocery store or where you do your normal everyday shopping and have it be very unkempt and dirty. But there is a charm to some of these vintage, an antique store. Someone's pointing out the places in the Eastern Hills Mall. I say... I've been saying for a couple of years that's the best mall in Buffalo now because, no, they don't have the uh, big fancy new names. Instead, they got junk stores with a whole bunch of junk that you can spend an hour combing through and find some really cool stuff. 
Uh, do you like a junk store? Is that what the new Super Flea should aim to emulate, or should it be a little more cleaned up? But there is something to that. When you're talking vintage or antiques, when it is a little disheveled, anyone who's been to the House of Guitars in Rochester knows exactly what I'm talking I mean, a world-famous guitar shop, and then you go down below, and that's the record store. And my goodness, it's almost too much. You walk in there, and there's nothing's organized. They have some sections that are, like, alphabetically organized, but stuff's thrown on every shelf anywhere. There's, I mean, stacks of records on the floor. I mean, you could spend two hours just going through one end cap, and there's nothing. You can find nothing or you can find everything, but you'd have no idea before you're diving in what you're going to see. There's something fun to that. Well, you have to have the time to do it. <laughs> but there is something fun to that. And when you walk into something and you just kind of see a big, beautiful mess, you think you might find something cool. And there, It's like discovering a hidden treasure a little bit. On our tax board, uh, all of you weighing in, uh, when it comes to flea markets, the dirtier the better, and a lot of it's uh, the characters, the people watching at Superflea. The characters you saw at the Superflea made it worth the trip. Someone else saying the new Superflea should be year-round. That's going to be impossible at this location. And again, I, I think this is the new Superflea in name only. It's I think this more, and uh, we're going to hopefully talk to Kai at some point early next week, who's uh, putting this on, the owner of Queen City uh, Vintage. It's represents uh, it resembles more of like one of these artisan festivals that we have, especially around like Christmas time that you see. I that's kind of what comes to mind a little bit when I'm thinking Superflea in this new form. Not exactly the old. I mean, as some person put it, set of a saw movie that the original Superflea had. I don't think you'll have that same charm, right? The dirtiness, the idea that you never know what you're going to find. At this new Superflea, I think everything's going to have a price tag. Good luck getting that at the old Superflea, right? You never knew. What's this? How much does it cost? Well, what about this? All the haggling that goes on. I think there's a part of that. Do we need that back in Western New York? Does it exist in Western New York? Do you get your Superflea fix? Somewhere else, ever since that close. Someone chimed in about AMVETS. I mean, you know, there are the places like that where you never know what you might find. You go through the racks and, hey, let's find something cool. 8030930 to join me. Brian Mazarowski here on BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome back. Brian Mazarowski here with you until about 10 o'clock or so. You know, we're talking, what makes a good flea market, antique store, a public market? You know, these, these places where all the vendors get together. Is it, do you love the dingy, dirty super flea? Do you want it to be a little bit more buttoned up? Can the Broadway market succeed by looking more buttoned up? Will the new version of the super flea succeed even if it is? A little cleaner. 
Uh, Kathy is in Buffalo. Kathy, you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you think? Did you enjoy the place like the old Superflea, these vintage uh, places, antique stores? Is that, you know, what you're all about? I love antique stores, and my goal is to one day go to the long, it's like I don't know how many miles long, it's in the Midwest somewhere, a huge, miles and miles and miles of vendors. It's it's like a, like a flea market, but it's huge. I, you could look it up, I suppose, and find it. But it's somewhere, I think, in Ohio, maybe, or out that way. Anyway, what I was thinking was, I've only gone to this once. And it was interesting. We parked and started through, and all of a sudden I just felt um, trapped, like a rat in a maze, because I couldn't even, like, for a, for a second, I'm like, how am I getting out of here? How do I get out? There's no markings. It was just crazy. But I was thinking is, well, you need parking. You need huge area. Why not have it at the Erie County Fairgrounds? And if they, you know, like maybe they could make some sort of deal with the entities that own it, why not take part of, like, the parking money and give it to, say, City Mission or, you know, one of the big charities in the local area, Food Bank, you know, St. Michael's, the different uh, charities. But I think the Erie County Fairgrounds would be, it would be great for that event to take place. You have, you have everything you need, parking, area. You know, Kathy, I'll, I'll throw this at you. You mentioned the fairgrounds. I mean, at the fair every year, you could argue they have something similar-ish, although it more represent, uh, resembles like the home show than a flea market. But they have the areas, right, where there's a lot of different vendors. Everyone has their stall. They're trying to sell you a nonstick pan next to T-shirts, next to, you know, a bath fitter or, you know, something else like that. And they're all kind of all together at the fair. But that's it's not exactly the same thing. What are you looking for in terms of vendors? Like, what are the things you like to find when you go to one of these places? Um, tchotchkes, things, knickknacks. I like to look at different bases, maybe. Um, occasionally I'll see a books that I like. But I like that. You, you summed it up perfectly there. And Kathy, thanks for the call. Nothing you need. <laughs> and that's why we all go to these places. Um, what are you going to find there? Something you need? You never go to like, no one went to the Super Flea. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. 803-0930 if you want to weigh in today. No one was going to the uh, Super Flea and being like, oh, you know, I really need a blank, whatever it is. Like, oh, I'm going to go to the Super Flea and pick it up. No, you're browsing, you're hoping something jumps out at you, and you're going to spend money on something that you really don't need. Joe Beamer is joining me in studio. Spe- speaking of things you really don't need. <laughs> <laughs> He's in for uh, David uh, today, one more time. Um, but do you, do you remember the old Superfly? Oh, my gosh. You, you know, I disagree with the people that say, oh, it needs to be, as you put it, Brian, a little more buttoned up. Like, that was part of the... That was part of going to the Superfly. Yeah, it was the stuff, you know, vendors all spread out, all thrown around. There was that dingy building you could walk in, but most of it was out in that gravel lot. You know, I am going to miss leaving and taking home some pebbles with me because they would always be in your shoes after walking around <laughs> the Superfly. Uh, but I, I love stuff like this. And like you said, the Eastern Hills Mall, 
you you've got a lot of stores in there that's just you know the junk stores. Yeah, I love it because I as, as I said I you know I've been looking for a Nintendo Wii. You can get a Nintendo Wii at those places. There's a Bruce Smith jersey at those places. It's it's awesome. It's it's I think it's a lot like a thrift store. You'll walk around. Yeah, I go to the thrift store. I don't need anything, but if something sticks out, I'll put that in the cart. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm very excited for the Super Flea to return. I do a little too much of that. See, my big concern with the you know the Super Flea's return is people are getting excited because they hear Super Flea and you yes. have all those great old memories, but. This is not really, you know, the super flea as we know it. It is more, I would say, buttoned up. Yeah. Um, there, It is more of people, you know, you have a lot. It's run by uh, this guy from Queen City Vintage, which is a, a vintage reseller. So instead of like a, you know, here's a rack of random old clothes, you know, pick a something. It's, oh, here's stuff that I found and you're going to pay accordingly uh, for a lot of these vendors. So it does lose a little bit of the the griminess, the discovery, the hey, I think I found something worth, uh, you know, a good penny here for you know nothing uh, compared to what I'd pay for it somewhere else. What was your? Because this is one thing I'm talking about today, Brian. What was your biggest fine at the Superfly? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say on the air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the <laughs> the I love the. The variety, that's what somebody said. You need variety. It can be a little dirty, gives a character. But this person texting in saying, I hate the ones that have just only similar vendors or products. Variety is the key. And you, that's what something you said, Joe, where it was the variety of items. I mean, just out of left field. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talked about video games. <laughs> right next to it, you have machetes. <laughs> yep. And then you have pots and pans. Flasks. Flasks and leather belts. <laughs> and then there's the snack bar. That's and right. <laughs> it's just that, you know, walking around, never really knowing what's around each turn. Now, I will, the person who texted in saying, you know, the back of the Super Flea resembled a Saw movie, doubly so when everyone's walking around with a huge knife. Uh, there is a little bit of concern there, right? However, I, I think that's the charm, and, and that's the whole reason you go to one of these things. Yeah, I mean, obviously there is a, a, a people miss it, right? I mean, you bring up Superfly. I didn't realize, uh, and maybe this is, I didn't realize how many people knew of the Superfly. Like when when this first was announced, before they had a place they were going to bring it, and it just said the Superfly was coming back. I, I remember I was in on the afternoon show, and I just brought it up. And people were going on the text board, I can't wait, I love this. I didn't realize how much of a hit it was just because it's just something I would, you know, drive up to or go up to and look around. But it was a huge deal. And I, I hope, I know it's not going to be the exact same because, I mean, there's a Walmart there now. But I, I hope it brings some of that flavor, Brian, that you and I are talking about. Yeah, see, that's, I'm, I'm glad that people remember the old Super Flea. I'm not, I, I'm not expecting... I hope I'm not totally out of school saying this. You know, maybe I'll be surprised. I'm not expecting necessarily that same flavor at the new, you know, quote-unquote super flea. I think it's going to be a great – I'll definitely go down. I, oh, you yeah. know, you'll find a lot of stuff. But I don't expect it to be this. I would even go as far as to say, Joe, I don't think you can do the super flea again. I really think that place you mentioned, the Eastern Hills Mall, uh, the, what did it take over, an old J.C. Penney? Well, there's one – 
In, no, Jason Pinney is the only thing that's still there. Oh. Uh, there's one in the old. The other one. I want to say it was Macy's. There's one in the old Macy's, but then there's also the two in the middle of yeah. the mall. The big one is what I'm thinking. I, I the think Emporium. That's as close as you get nowadays to yeah. the old Super Flea. It's random stuff all around. It's a little bit dirty. It's hodgepodge. It, it feels just kind of like somebody, you know, was carrying something down the stairs and slipped and fell and just blah, you know, like it just threw it everywhere. <laughs> Um, you know, it gives you a little bit of a, f- a feel that, you know, hey, where's the fire exit just in case? Uh, I-, I don't think you can really build a new one of those in 2022. That's You're probably right. By the way, that is the most popular store at the Eastern Hills Mall. Well, it's the best store. It would be the most popular <laughs> store. I wish it was closer to me. I, I love, you know, I-, I love junk like that. Make a road trip out of it. Come on over. We'll walk over to the Emporium. We'll make we'll make a trip out of it. Honestly, the Broadway Market could be the closest thing. Yeah? When you think about that, the Broadway Market might be the last building that has the opportunity to kind of match that old charm and grime and dirt of the Super Flea. I think the problem is they are so dead set on going in the opposite direction. It's a big mistake. You think so? I mean, I, I think it, it's an inflection point. On what you're going to do, where we're sitting here with that market where you don't have as many vendors as you once did, even right. going back a decade ago, you're, you know, right now you were just awarded almost $40 million to improve. And now they're talking about improving the facade, you know, making this uh, great, beautiful thing that, you know, I will it make a difference? Will it bring more people there? I don't know. Would more people go there if you just said, hey, it's the Broadway market super flea? Yes. <laughs> I, I think people people like the Broadway market for what it is. You just have to have a way to have that Easter feeling all year round. Just you because you could do whatever trick you, people into thinking it's Easter every other weekend. <laughs> that's what you're saying. Yeah, get the thing from Men in Black. Make uh, more Easter's on the calendar. But no, you, you could do whatever you want to the outside, and we've seen this done throughout Western New York. Do whatever you want to the outside. If nothing changes with what's going on inside, get what I'm saying? You, you, I, I think it is a it's I, it's funny to me that it's the same people I would think who would argue against uh, you know the oh, Reagan and his trickle down economics, right? Um, but you're doing the exact same thing, whether it be talking about the central terminal or the Broadway market. All we need to do for this uh, community is make this attraction something much nicer that people want to go to. And here, we'll, we'll slap a brand new facade on the Broadway market, and now the community around it will benefit. And in reality, I think it's the other way around. You know, And it's the same people who say uh, that you know, you're doing trickle-down economics for community development is what you're doing by saying, well, just fix up the central, turn the central terminal into a working train station or make the Broadway market look a little bit nicer, and then all of a sudden the rest of the community will follow suit. Nah, I, I kind of think it's the other way around. That the development happens on a more grassroots level, the neighborhood gets nicer, and then you will have a nicer market or area that people want to go to after that. But, uh, hey, Joe, I appreciate you stopping in. Oh, I I'll be appreciate- glad to have you back here full-time next week. I'm looking forward to being back here on Monday. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, don't get lost in any junk stores. I'll try not to, but there's a whole weekend ahead. <laughs> um, we'll go to the phones Alex is on Grand Island. Alex, I, 
do you would you agree that the Super Flea, you couldn't build a new one, you couldn't replicate what it was in 2022? Oh, I, I mean, absolutely not. You know, I, I'm I actually I've moved away. I, I live in Florida now, but you know, I still visit from time to time. But it's really incredible when you know you looking at it from an outside perspective. I mean, it seems like a no brainer that there should still be a sizable flea market in in this in this area. I mean, people want to just go and browse and, and you know kind of as you said just useless junk people just want to look for tchotchkes they want to just look for some oddities that you know maybe are lightly used or whatever but i don't know i just why has it taken and maybe you can give me some perspective on this why has it taken so long for it to even come back into the conversation as to you know bringing this back it seems like this is something that everyone would want Alex, I think you bring up a good point. I thank you for the call. And I'll, I'll give a lot of credit to Kai here, who's uh, making this happen. I mean, reason number one why it hasn't happened, this looks like a ton of work. I mean, this guy, he's, he's trying to bring over 350 vendors together in one place for multiple days spanning a summer and have a place large enough to do it. That's the, uh, that's the big thing. So I, I think it's a ton of work. There's not that many places where it's viable, and it takes you know one guy with the you know the willpower, the vision to make it happen to actually go forward. I like what you brought up about uh, you know browsing useless uh, junk and, and things like that. The super flea was really the end of an era, and you know maybe another reason that people don't think to bring it this back is because there's been so much talk about the death of retail. Right, and the the that people don't want to go out shopping anymore. Or I would say there's no reason for people to go out. You know, the super flea, you could go with no and you probably would go with no intention of buying anything because you don't know what you're gonna find. But what it was was a shopping center where you could reasonably go, you know, you wake up in the morning, say it's a day you have nothing to do. What do you want to do today? You know, what would be fun to do? Oh, well, let's go to the Super Flea. Let's walk around the Super Flea. Let's browse through the junk. Let's see if we find anything. You know, what you're saying is, let's go shopping. Name me the place around here now that makes you want to do that. Where on a day that you have free, sunny day or rainy day, whatever, you have time to kill. You're looking for something to do. I mean, is anybody saying that was replaced by a Walmart? Is anybody saying, well, let's just go walk around Walmart for a while? I don't know. Is anybody saying, let's go walk around the mall? I mean, maybe a few people. But that's kind of done. I mean, whether it's a junk store or it's something as big as the Super Flea, those are the last places where it really is like a, a shopping center that's also a little bit of an attraction. You know, nobody's saying, oh, well, you know, we could go to the Explore more or we could go to the, the mall today. <laughs> but you would make that comparison a little bit with the Super Flea. Let's go uh, to Ed. Ed, in Williamsville, you're on WBEN. Is there a place for something like that still in western New York? Um, I think there is. Um, my two cents is I think people will go to it, but as you stated, there's, you will not replicate that. There are not 
there are not vendors like that anymore that sell the, you know, piles of junk. <laughs> That's the thing, Ed, right, is that with the Super Flea, these people had a place to go back to, you know, weekend after weekend where you right. could bring the same box full of junk and just put it there. I don't see many people collecting boxfuls of junk without a place to go and sell it. Well, I mean, I've been doing I've been doing this since I was a teenager, and um, I sell I sell online predominantly. I've been doing that for about twenty five years. Um, but I was I was very excited to go down there and set up with some of the things that that are better for me to sell in person. And they they opened up the uh, applications last night online. They are charging seventy five dollars per weekend to set up they're they're not going to get anybody it's too much money well maybe maybe not ed i what i think it will result in and thanks for the call i think they'll get people but you're it's not going this is why i've been saying it's not going to have the it's going to be super fleet in name only kind of right where I think you're going to have the vendors, but it's not going to be a vendor selling a box full of junk. You know, somebody texted in, can the new Superflea be infested with rats and bongs like the last one? <laughs> we can only hope. But no, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be more uh, boutique type retailers. I think it's people who make things that they sell for a lot of money. You know, you said $75 to set up uh, as a vendor. I think what you're looking at then is a lot of vendors who are not going to sell you a hubcap for two bucks, but it's going to be a lot of people who are going to easily make up for that fee to take part in just a couple of sales. So I don't, I think it is kind of super fleet in name only. It will be a little bit more upscale. I still think it's going to be great, but to your original point, I, you, you don't really have, you're not going to have that same in 2022, unless it is a permanent structure, that same super flea feel. Someone chiming in, super flea is now the internet. It's now Amazon. The knockoff baseball hats I used to buy at the super flea, I can have shipped in uh, two days. Uh, yeah, it, it's the internet takes a lot out. Uh, just like uh, the last caller said, he sells a lot on the internet right now. And that's, uh, that's where he goes. Hey, before I let you go, I, I do want to, uh, you know, bring part. It's a story we were doing all throughout the morning here on the stadium. And uh, yesterday, legislators in Erie County got their first chance to ask questions about the highly controversial Bills Stadium deal. Now, listen, I'm going to take a couple excerpts here. This isn't a full reflection of over an hour of conversation about this. But... It is interesting when you hand the microphone over. What is, you know, you finally get the chance to ask that question. What do you ask? The other thing I wanted to know about, it originally uh, it was stated that the size of the field would accommodate other sports like soccer or whatever. I was thinking also like Gaelic football. We had an international championship of Gaelic football here, um, lacrosse, field hockey, so forth, cricket. We have a good cricket thing here. Um, I was just wondering, how would it go about, if that were going to be done, would it be that they, they, those leagues would negotiate with the Pagula, or with the, with the Bills? It's Gene Vinyl 
answering the question. A big, we have a big cricket thing in Western New York? I never knew. Somebody give me the invite. I'd love to watch it. That we have a cricket uh, following big enough in Western New York to warrant a 60,000-seat football stadium. <laughs> That's it's your first chance. You're asking, hey, can we play cricket there? That's what I got one thing I want to know. On the other side of the aisle, uh, Joe Larigo was asked after what he learned. You know, I think we learned uh, some interesting things. I was actually unaware that the stadium was going on the other side of Ebbett Road. What? <laughs> One of the most reported things in this entire process, and we're just learning it yesterday. I mean, it was a fun uh, hour plus to listen to. <laughs> that was going on at the Erie County Legislature. Thanks for hanging out with me throughout the week. Uh, Joe Beamer is in for David Bellavia next. I'm Brian Mazeroski on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.